Momo. Hey guys, this is your girl Latoya. And it's me, Chanel Ray. Mama, mama, you know I love you. And we are a mommy cast. You all appreciate it. Welcome to another episode of A Mommy Cast. This is your girl Latoya. And I'm Chanel Ray. And we are here with our special guest, Brandy. Hello, hello, hello. So, Brandy, we're going to have you tell us who you are, what you're about, and Chanel brought you on this show to speak with us. And I want to know how you guys met. Oh, okay. Um, well, I am Brandy Hunter. Uh, what am I about? Well, by day, I guess we'll say I am the Vice President of Public Relations and Communications for the American Kennel Club, the dog show folks. Oh. And how did I meet Chanel? God only knows. <laughs> I don't know. All I remember, I met her and her, hu- well, before he was her husband, like two weeks apart. And then, like, the next time I saw her, they were together. And I'm like, oh, y'all a couple. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but Sounds I like there's a story there. Don't get him in trouble today. <laughs> no, he was cool. I remember okay. it was at an event because I was still working at Jive or just left Jive. God, it's been a while. Um, and I met him. He was cool. It was something with Hot 97. Probably. And then I met Sounds you. Sounds about right. Like, a week or two later. And I was like, oh, she's cool. And then the next time I saw y'all, y'all were together and y'all were all hugged up. And I was like, oh, they together. <laughs> cool. I, I was like, I know a couple because I'm not from up here. So uh, I'm originally, I was raised in Georgia. So if you couldn't tell by her accent. So, <laughs> okay. oh, Sorry. I grew up in Alpharetta and I went to Georgia State for college okay. before I decided to come up here on a one year contract that was supposed to be totally temporary. And uh, 10 years later, I'm still here. Oh, okay. So I guess I'm stuck here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> just signed a mortgage i'm stuck here for a long while once you go to new york you don't go back <laughs> that that very well I, may be true i don't remember how we met to be honest like i just feel like you've always been around ever since like um for those of you who don't know or are listening for the first time chase go to gotti no, mommy has to talk okay I feel like he has something he needs to say in his spirit about how we met. Do you know something we didn't know before you chose your mama? All right. It's too cute. Yes. As you guys can tell, um, or can tell, Chase is right here. Um, he is our PA for the afternoon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I, I think what I was saying that, yes, Brandy, I feel like you've just always been around. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, you know, I, besides being a full time mom, and wife i actually do public relations and so does brandy and i and you know at the time she was dealing before she was started dealing with the puppies she was dealing with the rappers like me Lord have mercy. <laughs> and so we you know there's always been on uh, this sisterhood uh we've always said that we are pr sisters and she's always been a good industry friend of mine there's a lot of competition for whatever reason in our in our world and i think you know she's always been a supportive one and an ally 
and I admire that relationship that we've always had. And Absolutely. So when I heard she was doing the pets, I'm like, listen, I know you're not a mommy, but you need to talk <laughs> pets because this has always been a conversation. We're working on the mommy side of the things. Uh, but yes. No. <laughs> right no. now it's dogs. Yes. Yes. And I'm yes, exactly. And I think that we just need to have a conversation not only about pets, but about where that, you know, where that falls into you know, we were first time moms and we don't have any pets, but it's one of those things like, are we, we grew up with pets. So mm-hmm. should we get chase a pet and Elias? Like how did, you know, all that, but let, let's get into it. Um, so first thing you want to ask about pets. I know there's a big thing about allergies that's going around with children, not just mm-hmm. food, not just dust, not just trees, not just pollen, mm-hmm. but then it comes down to pets. Right. What, in your opinion, are the best pets for children? Well, first you have to check and see if your kid's allergic to anything. You definitely want to do that. So if you can get an allergy test, it'll save you time and energy with choosing your pets. Um, I always say dogs are because they're a bigger responsibility. Cats tend to be independent. A lot of other pets like hamsters, rabbits, they're pretty much in cages. They're a little more confined. Dogs are really based in a packed mentality. So you're their human. Right. So they need you to feed them. They need you to walk them. They need you to pick up after them. And it teaches kids a certain level of responsibility. Right. So I always say dogs are good. And dogs also have a different they bond with humans differently right. so they can feel when you're sad they can feel when you're happy they, do. I they know can for sure. you know they can hang out with you they can participate in a lot of activities with you so i always think dogs are the better if you want that connection right um and you want to teach them some responsibility and so being I, that you said that dogs are good for kids what breed of dog do you think is best well that all depends on your lifestyle so when you're choosing a dog we tell people to evaluate your lifestyle completely how much energy do you have when you come home? Do you like <laughs> to run and hike and and all I that great stuff? I personally don't like those little barking chihuahuas <laughs> and those look like they take a lot of energy That's out also of you. That. So. There's also that. So what a lot of people don't know about dogs is bigger dogs are actually better for apartments because they don't need a lot of exercise. So oh. I'm not saying get a Great Dane, but <laughs> if you wanted one, you're not going to have to really worry about the exercise quotient as much. Smaller dogs require a lot more exercise they are high energy Mm -hmm. for the most part now if you get like a french bulldog totally fine they're great apartment dogs um certain breeds that people think are great because they see them in movies with dogs Mm -hmm. are not the best for example dalmatians are great dogs they are not the best dogs for children especially younger Mm. children um you want to get like for a kid you want to get like a lab a golden retriever those dogs deal well with the rough and tumble kids. So okay. if your dog likes, yes. to, if your kid likes to tug at your dog's ears, they won't or, bite their hand right. off or anything like that. Right. And a lot of times, those are the ones that really bond with the kid and are a little more protective. Right. Like if they see something, they're gonna say something. Also, I personally like labs because if you live anywhere near water, labs are bred for being in the water and retrieving in water. Oh. Okay. So if they see your kid in trouble, the first thing you're gonna do they're is gonna try save. and save it. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's pretty um, interesting. those are dogs i love i love bernie's mountain dogs but they shed a lot siberian huskies are very playful with kids i wouldn't recommend them for small small kids because again certain breeds are just better with the tugging and i want to try and ride the dog and all that stuff um but they are good they're extremely loyal and i know for me personally i'm very organized Mm -hmm. and i don't like to see too many animals shedding all over the couches now you mentioned dogs that shed Mm -hmm. a lot what are are not big shedders 
Which dogs Labs are? Labs are not big shedders. Okay. Well, and they're good. also good for when you take them out in the rain. Um, they have a water-resistant coat, so the water sits on top of their See, coat. See, I already like Labs already. I think I might yeah. want to get one. I, I grew up with I, I grew up with a Lab. Yeah. Um, you know, my first, not my first dog. I, from I was a baby, I've always had dogs. I've had very overprotective dogs. My mm-hmm. first dog was a pit bull and a, and a boxer mix. Most mm-hmm. protective dog ever. Like my dad couldn't even play, you know, roughhouse with me yes. without my dog thinking that my dad was attacking me. Like my dad had the dog tied up to, I will never forget, tied up to the tree. And he's like throwing me in the pool, you know, like teaching me how to swim type of thing. That dog busted that chain mm-hmm. and went in, pushed my dad to the ground, jumped in after me, thought I was dying. Yeah. So yeah, that, but, um, so that was my first experience with dogs. And then, mm-hmm. When I had when my mom or my parents had my siblings, it was time for them to go and pick out their dog. You know, they needed a go- dog to grow up with. And I picked out for them because, of course, I'm the oldest sister. <laughs> exactly. I get to pick <laughs> your dog. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, can I have it? Thank you. So, yeah, so I got to pick their dog. This <laughs> is like I decide who's talking here. Yes, I. So I went to. Uh, we went to the North Shore Animal League out in Long Island. Um, mm-hmm. I picked a lab, a black lab for them, mm-hmm. and um, that dog was there. Like that was another sibling for yeah. me, and became their protector. The dog went, you know, to the bus stop with them, dropped them to school, knew what time they'd get off the bus. Absolutely. So she would go to the end of the block and wait for them when it was time to get off. There was one time she tried to get on the bus with them. <laughs> and she's definitely, she was very protective. And my great grandmother lived with us at the time. And she would make sure, you know, she's an elder at the time, you know, elderly person. And she would be very protective of grandma too, you mm-hmm. know, anything. And no one couldn't come or go in that house without the dog knowing what's going on and how to do everything. And yes, when it was time to get in the pool, the dog got in the pool too. Exactly. <laughs> so they love to do- swim actually. Yes, that dog was a part of the family. You know, yes, all your pets are, but... It, it, that dog thought it was human. Well, <laughs> Open doors, the connection all that. they have with us. So yes. they, if you read a lot of the information that's on dogs, is they're very intuitive, which is why you use them as opposed to like a guiding cat. You use a guide dog um, because they pay attention to things much in the way that humans do. So for them, if you're their human, like I have two dogs at home, I have two rescues. Bingo is a love bug. Like in my face, I need to love you. But <laughs> Reno is like, you are not coming. A car door better not close. Better not be no doorbell. Who is it? What? What? Uh. What? What? Who's coming here? Who? What? Yeah. And I'm like, whoo, calm down. Even the doorbells on the TV. But if I'm having a bad day, if I don't feel good, like I had surgery three weeks ago and they would not leave my side. They were like, mm-mm. Mm. They're like, mama don't feel good. I stay here. So it all depends on the pre- breed of dog. Bulldogs are good for kids. Right. Um, they're not highly active, but they're also going to protect your kid. They're going to follow your kid any way they what go. What about pugs? They're so cute. Pugs are very good with kids. They are. Um, but what we also tell people is acclimate your dog to the kid. So if you have your dog before you have a baby or before you're, you know, adopt a child or whatever, give them something that they can smell that lets them know, okay, something new is coming in the house. Um, I do have a but like three friends right now who have Dobermans and they're pregnant and the Doberman will not let the husband touch the wife's belly because they're like, uh-uh. <laughs> they're like, no, something's going on here and I don't want you to touch it. So, but <laughs> any so breed cute. for the most part can be good with kids. You just have to know that 
we always say it's the deed, not the breed. So don't base it on the breed. Base right. it on how you acclimate your dog to the child and how you train your dog. And, and all dogs need training. All of them. Just being saying. that animals do become part of your family, mm-hmm. we have to be really realistic here. Mm-hmm. Children are expensive. They are. Being that you have a child and a pet, what do you think are the best ways to to um, spend your money when you have both pets and children? What are the best guidelines in terms of buying pet food, pet care? Um, they get sick. It's so much expenses yeah, heard, that come into that. that. Like they have like pet health insurance there now. Is, and there they, is pet and insurance. And they have pet cemeteries and lots and all well, They've had pet cemeteries for a very long time, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you want to do is you want to look at the breed that you're getting. Right. And you want to look at their cost over time. For okay. example, I have two rescues. One's a cockapoo and one's a child of God. That's what I call him because I don't know what he is. But <laughs> we fell in love and therefore we are. Um, they're their costs are kind of low like bingo the child of god has longer nails so i have to get his nails clipped once a month that's okay. 10 bucks that doesn't bother me okay reno when he needs a grooming that can be 50 bucks because his coat is longer okay. Bingo's like a daily brush if you're looking at a specific breed of dog now if you choose to uh adopt or go to a shelter we like to say rescue um ask as many questions as possible because they've cared for the dog so every dog of course in the shelter is not going to be a pure breed but you also want to know what breeds are in the dog because certain breeds are prone to certain things just like certain humans are prone to certain things Um, but you want to look at the care if it if your dog has a big fluffy coat you are going to pay some serious grooming money money. okay so look at dog a lot of money got (laughs) it exactly okay um if you some of the little dogs like um my uh my family has a lhasa apsa yeah and then like you know every other month my sister has to get the well i want to say probably even once a month get it groomed but she has like cute little outfits to go along with okay but see that that's doing a lot. Now, if you're getting foo with the dog, that's cool. Yeah. But you need to look at basic costs. Bigger dogs are going to eat more. I also advocate, if you if you do have a bigger dog, buy stuff in bulk. Go to Costco. Use that membership. It's going to save you money over time. Um, I feed two dogs every month, and it's not as expensive as people might think, but... There are certain breeds that maybe may have an allergy. If your dog has a gluten allergy, now you're feeding it different. If you choose a raw food diet, you're feeding something different. That all depends on the type of dog you get. And you need to, if you're picking a specific breed, do your research. AKC.org, I tell anybody, no matter what breed you have, because it'll tell you what your breed is prone to. So if you're getting a German Shepherd dog and they're prone to hip dysplasia, you need to know that ahead of time. Oh, wow. And what about... what? Some dogs get cancer and it doesn't matter what breed it is. It just is what it is. That's so scary and sad. Well, they're just like humans. Yes, just like... (laughs) It's just like pick your spouse. Your spouse (laughs) may have 40 different ailments and you're like, well, dang, (laughs) here we go. Thank God for insurance. Amen. And and speaking of picking them, like when is the right time? Because I was telling uh, Toya before you guys got here, my sister um, at the with her first kid got a puppy the same week that okay. she was born she was, because she, she was wanted born. she wanted she wanted ayana my niece to grow up with a with a uh with a dog like we did right. we all had pets at home mm-hmm. everyone had their pet that they took care of cat dog rabbit squirrel whatever Y'all it was were colorful yes Amen. yes it was it was definitely it was a big house but anyway <laughs> um yeah so she got one right away she was like ayana doesn't have a sibling she needs a pet and i want her to grow up with a pet just like we did so the mm-hmm. first week they were the same age but realistically that doesn't happen and like what is there a right time was that okay or is it you know 
you kind of just have to gauge what you can handle. Mm-hmm. So a puppy is a lot of work. And a lot of people buy a puppy in a dog in a pet store and go, oh, I got a puppy. And then like two weeks in, they're like, why does this thing crap all over everything and chew up <laughs> everything? What in Jesus name? Why? Uh-huh. If you're not going to be committed to kind of it's kind of like in a sense having a kid you teach it what it can do what it can't do what its limitations are where to go to the bathroom put it on a schedule you have to be able to do that now i don't advocate when you have a newborn doing that because of the sleep deprivation and the all out especially in first time motherhood like pulling your hair out just trying to now you have two things that can't talk to you and you don't know what they want and you're like what but so is there a recommended age like chase is three and he doesn't have a pet but both his grandparents you know everyone has a pet wherever he goes so he's used to dogs already but he doesn't have his own around the age of two or three are good if you don't already have a dog if you already Mm -hmm. have a dog that dog's likely going to bond with your kid anyway Uh and it'll be natural but but you've already been caring for that dog so for you you already know hey this is what i have to do this is what i know and then you have a baby growing up with them but around two or three is good because children have that comprehension and they're also starting to be verbal so you can tell them play nicely be soft it's okay so that works and and do you think that pets help with child development do you think absolutely because they're able to bond with them one and two and to learn from them them. learn Mm -hmm. exactly like what do you think are some of the things that children do learn from pets i think they learn a lot of empathy I think they learn boundaries because a dog will let you know their boundaries. (laughs) They will. I think they learn responsibility even over time. Even if they see you every day feeding the dog, they know I have to do that every day for the dog to be okay. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I always say about my dog is live like bingo. They kind of teach you to be happy a lot. Like a dog will love you. That's what I hear. Um, They also teach you a lot about loyalty and friendship because this thing is there and it's always happy to see you and it goes wherever you go and it does whatever you do yeah so it teaches children a lot of um i guess it teaches them to be kind in a world that's not so kind right long before they yeah. have to learn what the world because i feel like it, with dogs that you get that but with cats not so much because my husband grew up with a lot of cats in his mm-hmm. house and they were mean <laughs> They did what they wanted to do. <laughs> they didn't look at you. They didn't show love. They didn't show empathy. They're like, who are you again? I was just here last night, but you don't remember who I am. Okay, cat, go away. Well, I grew That's up how with they cats. Are today. I grew up with cats. I had a, uh, <laughs> the first cat I had was named Ashanti and my dad got him <laughs> and he actually had feline leukemia and the vet my mom took him to didn't catch it. So my mother threatened his life and his practice. Like my kid is attached to this. You better find her another cat. I don't care where you get it from. (laughs) So she, he found a seven, she was six months old. She was a tabby orange and white. And she's a little fluff. And my mom came and put her on my chest. And I had that cat from the time I was seven when I went to college at 18, she disowned me because she was like, where the hell did you go and why did you leave me behind? But my mom had that cat until I was 25. Yeah. Wow. And then she had another cat that she had gotten named Simba and Simba just passed away this year. Um, so I grew up with cats. Yeah. My, but my cat acted more like a dog. Anywhere yeah. I went, she wanted to go. But you see, that's the thing. Because for me, I was dating my husband at that right. time. So he had oh, a you very were strong territory. connection. <laughs> I, that's exactly you what were it was. Territory they like, were close. Yeah. I couldn't get next to Ryan at all. They yeah. were like, 
yo, who's this new chick that's here? I don't like her. You gotta figure something out. Exactly. But that's how I see them as outsiders. They're mean, but I think they do have that kind of love. They're territorial. They cats are not ones that like change much. Yeah. So they're not. That's why they're kind of like they're like, what is this? Why are yeah. you invading my space? But you can get cats like if you get a Maine Coon, which okay, let me tell anybody who says, ooh, what is that? That cat is about the size of a puppy. I'm just letting you know. It is not a little, like, a little fluff. <clears throat> there was one in the news not too long ago that was 27 pounds. Oh, my God. Oh. It, it's not a small cat, but it does act much in the manner like a dog. So a lot of people uh-huh. that love them, they have gorgeous coats, and they kind of act like a dog or a Prussian blue. They have more dog-like characteristics and cat-like characteristics. So a lot of people like them if you were a dog person, but you can't have a dog in your building. Yeah. And you have this cat. Like, I had one... A friend of mine long long time ago she had a plush prussian blue she used to put on her shoulder and his name was puffy and puffy mm-hmm. would like he would meow with you at seven o'clock in the morning if his breakfast was not in the bowl and he was not <laughs> playing he was like listen i can't bark at you but i will meow get up human <laughs> so you have to choose the breed of cat that yeah. works um also there is so much to learn about to be noted animals. in rescue if you're going to rescue a dog and have a child which is totally fine ask as many questions as possible because you don't know what that particular dog has been through. Yes. So you want to be very careful about that. When you work with a breeder, they'll tell you, Hey, this dog is great with kids. They'll show you the parents. They'll show you how the dog's been socialized. You can ask those things. Can we back up um, and tell me a little bit more of this process? Cause again, I, I have done both, but mm-hmm. not you know our audience may not be familiar with the difference between a rescue and breed. Like it sounds basic, but right. I know there's more to it. So a and rescue, what are the benefits of both? Yeah. So a rescue or animal shelter is a place where people will generally, if they've had an unwanted litter, might be a dog that's rescued off the street, maybe a dog that was pregnant when they got it, so now they have puppies that they're getting rid of. Sometimes it's dogs that have been rescued from dog fighting rings or a hoarding situation where the person had 200 dogs and they now they're rescuing these dogs. So they're brought into the shelter or they're brought to a rescue. When you go there, the people that are there are generally not dog experts or volunteers, except for the people who probably run the shelter. They're probably more on the expert side when it comes to dogs, animals, whatever, chickens, cows, whatever they're rescuing. If you choose to get a cow, more power to you. But when you um, when you go there, the people that care for them day in, day out, don't necessarily know their history. You might know that they were in a hoarding situation or you just somebody might bring a litter in and say, I don't I have an unwanted litter. I don't want these dogs. The only issue with that is that you may not know the background of the dog. If you're trying to rescue a senior dog, some people want to do that because they don't want to go through the puppy phase or they want to rescue something that's two or three years old. You have a two or three year old dog in the shelter. Where did it come from? Sometimes those questions can't be answered. And there have been some cases that have scared the life out of me, even though I do. um, I believe in rescue and I believe in breeders. I wanted a corgi. And if my friend hadn't gone to school and didn't want to surrender her puppy, I'd have one right now and wouldn't have bingo. Um, But there have been cases where like, not to scare anybody, but this woman, she was 71. They let her rescue a Rottweiler. She was dead by the end of the week because the Rottweiler turned on her. Oh, no. Nobody knew the background and history of the Rottweiler. Now, is every dog in a shelter traumatized? Absolutely not. Is every dog in a rescue traumatized? Absolutely not. 
but you have to ask those particular questions. So like, for example, when my friend didn't want to resurrender her dog, I was like, okay, where did you get the dog from? I need to ask them questions. Is he destructive? How has he been with humans in general? Does he shy away from affection? Like, have you seen any issues in him? And they were like, no, they were like, he didn't, he didn't tear up any blankets. He's on a schedule. He knows this, 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 and that. And that proved to be true. And Honestly, he's torn up two pairs of my shoes, but two compared to the many that he's had access to, I'm okay with. But we tell people to ask questions, and we actually have a list on um, akc.org to ask certain things like food aggression. Like when you pick up the food from him, does he growl at you? Does he go after your hands? Right. Sometimes they won't know these answers, right. and it becomes a toss-up. So we do tell people, if you want something that's a bit Bad more certain, check, yeah. work with a breeder. Yeah. Um, go online. Find a breeder, talk to them. They may not have a dog right away. They may say, I'm having a litter in six weeks. Okay. And you can put a deposit down. Most breeders are reputable. I can tell you several ways to find reputable ones. Um, and you get to see the mother. You get to see the father. You get to see where they're socialized. You get to see them with their litter mates. Okay. And if something happens and the dog doesn't work out, most of the time the breeder will take the dog back and give you okay. your money back and say, okay, if it's not working out, bring the dog back to me. Because they really care about where their dogs are going. Okay. And a lot of them are not just breeding for a dollar because the breeders that are actually doing it responsibly are not making a ton okay. of money. They're doing it because they care about the breed and they right. care about where the puppies go. Okay. So. That's good. And for the rescues, is there a fee that has to be paid when you're looking at the time. dog? And what kind of fee? And what is the fee for? It depends on the place. Okay. Um, some some of the local shelters will be more like a hundred dollars. Some places can be higher. Um, I've seen on Pet Fire Finder as high as a thousand dollars, and I'm like, for what? Wow. Oh, like wait a minute. That's a, this is what we rescue. What, what did you spend a thousand dollars on? But that's mainly for the care, feeding the dog, veterinary care, because okay. most shelters have a vet that either is there or that comes in okay. to make sure that they're up to date on their shots and things like that. And that costs money, so right. there is a rehoming fee no matter where you go. Okay, and just tell the listeners again about AKC, the website, and it's, yeah. it's different locations. I don't know how many locations there are well akc doesn't have specific locations what okay. we are is we're the largest largest purebred registry in the world okay. um we also have another program that's called canine partners where if you have a mixed breed you can sign up and participate in canine sports and basically do much of what you can do if you had a purebred dog um, but if you go to akc.org there's a whole lot of information there's akc marketplace which will put you in touch with reputable breeders if you're looking for them we have the largest rescue network in the country that's breed specific so if you're looking for a rescue you can find that we have training tips we have Anything you need, we have. Okay. How to brush my dog's teeth, how to groom oh, my yes. dog, how to do Decent. any of that. It's all sitting right there and it's easily accessible. So, or if you don't, even if you're like, I don't know what this is, and my vet's telling me right. something, it's there. We oh, have yeah. a chief veterinary officer who's awesome. We have plenty of stuff that's resources for dog owners from every stage of life from the time you get the puppy to yeah. the time the puppy oh that's amazing because goes a lot on of pet, down to glory a lot of pet parents will be grateful for that information so yeah thank it, you no problem thank you brandy so much we learned a lot about pets because i knew there were a lot of work but she made it seem like it was easier it's totally doable you just have to know the simple part about cats will do whatever they want to do right oh yeah so you put down a litter <laughs> box you put down food they're like okay they're you go on about your life with dogs 
you're their human, which means you're their pack leader. So they're looking to you for schedule. Whatever time you want them to go out during right. the day, that's what they're going to look forward to. And they're going to know it. Like my dog walks by the door and comes back and looks at me like, I got to go. Yeah. Here we so, go. Right. And they'll find their own cues for you. Right. And you'll know them and you'll love them. And then your kids will love them too. And your kids will be telling you, mommy, you got to go out. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, it's enriching. Like there's nothing like life with a dog. And it's totally doable, especially if you have somebody like Chase's age around three. It's completely doable because now he gets outside time while you walk the dog or he can help you feed the dog and things like that. They keep you on your feet. That's for sure. (laughs) Dogs and kids. Yes. Oh, yes, they do. Thank (laughs) you so much. I haven't slept in since I got a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you. I know we've tried to make this happen a few times. So I appreciate you coming across the bridge. I know how it is. (laughs) Anytime for you. Anytime. For other people, not so much. (laughs) We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay. You can see us on AmamiCast.com. <laughs> Look for us on there. And we also have our IG, AmamiCast. And? and we're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, all of that good stuff. Um, and our individual handles are at PQ Chanel. And at Toy Star, that's two R's. And you, Brandy, tell the people where they can find you. Ooh, not my government name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am on Instagram at Being Bree, B R I, Hunter. Uh, you can find me Instagram, Twitter, pretty much anywhere. That's where I am. <laughs> okay. Until next time on MommyCast.